Hello, welcome to Life's Difficult, a podcast where we discuss the many challenging aspects of modern life and how we attempt to navigate them. I'm Mikhail, and as always, I'm joined by my conversation partner, Milos. How's it going, man? Very well, very well. Um, Another nice summer week in, um, in Toronto, and that might not seem like a big deal, but here it is. It's a glorious thing. Yeah, you, you know, we get spoiled when, when September comes around. It's been so hot and humid for so long that it's like you think, oh, I want some cold weather. But then you forget that you only get like maybe 12 to 13 weeks of proper summer in this city. And then you remember that you don't ever want winter to come again. Yeah, the other thing is, in, in, in theory, you know, you've, you've, you've got four or five months where you think, oh, it's summer months, right? Um, but they're often interspersed with rainy days, cold days, and all that stuff. So you're actually not getting those four or five months of proper summer. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's probably like half that or something. So it really is a big deal. That You know, it, it's... it's when we're recording this, it's middle of May. Yeah. And, um, it's later May actually. And it was cold. It was very cold up until April, late April, early May. Yeah. Even. Early May. Yeah. yeah. Early May was freezing. So anyway, so we're enjoying that. It's making it difficult to fit in these podcasts, but we're, we're finding it's a way. making it difficult to do what we're going to talk about today, which is moderation. Yeah. The, dif- <laughs> the difficulty with, uh, with moderation. Um, this is a slightly different podcast, just so our listeners know, we typically will have a, you know, set various sections on like a Google Doc where we have talking points or notes that we want to address, whereas I think this time we've just decided, let's let's freestyle this and see where this conversation takes us, because... Um, it's time to wing it. Yeah, it's also, I feel like this is more of an intuitive uh, topic compared to some of the others where you have to figure it out, mm-hmm. right? Like, like last week we did... Uh, reading or books i don't know what we're going to end up calling it because it ended up being books as opposed to reading so i think mm-hmm. we'll probably settle on books um where you know we actually had a lot to say but you do have to think about it because it's not like it doesn't just come to you like what you're going to talk about regarding uh books but here with moderation i, I think it's a bit easier to navigate and like just extemporaneously talk about so yeah let's get into it what what is the difficulty with moderation is it and and it's also like what what domain are we entering when we're talking about this right there's politics and then there's lifestyle and then mm-hmm. there's you know temperament so where do we where where do we want to begin here i so i kind of think an interesting way to look at it is from the philosophical aspect of like you know you there's that old there's that old saying everything in moderation especially moderation right and that mm-hmm. got me thinking about how well, the definition of moderation is that it kind of it kind of negates itself. You know, if you take everything, you know, if you're if you take everything into moderation, then you have like you should be moderate about your moderation, and then you should be extreme on some things. So it's like this weird. It's almost like this weird like mind puzzle you can think of it as. But I was thinking of more in terms of you know moderation ultimately is only important when it's relative to something. You can only like. Moderation can't exist in a vacuum. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It has to exist on a uh, on a on a on a trajectory towards something. Basically, you need to see the full spectrum of whatever you're dealing with before you can actually find like a healthy, moderate place. And and the other thing I would say there is so let's actually be a bit more well, concrete. Actually, actually, I would I would even go. I wouldn't even say that you have to see the full spectrum. It's that where so what I what I what I'm trying to say is that. What cons- what constitutes moderation 
is not a universal thing, but rather based on the end goal. So like we like you can take the politics example, but I like a, I think more of it as like a personal example. Yeah. Whatever you want to like, wh- where do you want to end up in life? There is a way to achieve that through quote unquote moderation, and there's a way to achieve that through extreme um, behavior, right? So let's just take like right now, you want to have a really fun party summer, right? Mm-hmm. There's a way to have a really fun party summer with moderation included, where you're still you still have a job, <laughs> you still make money, uh, you, you know, you still, you know, you still work out, you still do a number of things very, very important for you. However, mm-hmm. the main goal is partying and therefore you will take the steps to have more of a party lifestyle maybe, which would put you in a position where your lifestyle no longer looks like a moderate lifestyle to somebody who's on the path of this summer, all I want to do is get my body right. Mm-hmm. Someone who's on the path of this summer, all I care about is money. There, so moderation is almost like it's it's never the same thing. It's well, I mean, you can go one step beyond that too about moderation within the party lifestyle, so that you can party all summer, right? Mm-hmm. So, let's say you're going um, out four nights a week. Now, if you're going and getting hammered four nights a week, that's obviously uh, moderation thrown out the window, and I don't think either one of us would encourage that. Uh, whereas if it's four nights a week, but two of those nights you don't drink and you still party and have fun. And one of those nights you maybe just have a couple drinks, just get a bit loose. And then one night a week is where you maybe not even hammered, but you know, you you, you get a good buzz on and have, you, you really let loose. That is, you know, not necessarily for myself, but for a lot of people that can be sustainable. Yeah. Right. So it's moderation in managing several things. It's also moderation within those things themselves. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's also, uh, I, I think if you're ambitious about anything, moderation is often going to then be a hindrance as opposed to a, a, a virtue. That's so that, that's the weird, I think that right there hits the difficulty of moderation is the concept of finding this balance between going hard in what you want, but also in a way that is quote unquote sustainable. Well, so it, taking a step back, is moderation uh, a virtue in and of itself? Like what, what, why are we saying the difficulty with moderation as if moderation as an end goal is the important thing? Is it? Not necessarily. It's, it can be again, given the context of certain things. I, I think it's probably, uh, uh, again, I, I don't wanna always like bring up Politics is just, but it just always brings up such an easy example. So let me mm. just bring up a little example and then we can jump off because I don't want to make this a political podcast again. Um, but let's say you really, really, really strongly believe in the fundamental right f- that everybody should have health care, something like mm-hmm. that, right? Um, so you're a commie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> ex- no, but like, like, like you, whatever, whatever it might be. That's the moderate view. <laughs> and... If you if you're coming from that place, what value is and and let's say you're in the U.S. system, right? Because that's one of the few Western um, systems that doesn't have healthcare as a right. Uh, then trying to like be moderate about it and 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 saying, well, you know, well, uh, maybe we can just settle for okay for the again continuing this example, uh, uh, the affordable. Uh, Healthcare Act, the, the Obamacare Act, right? 
that's that's clearly not going to be good enough for that person. Mm-hmm. And trying to be a moderate there is 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 still like falling so far short of what they find acceptable that moderation is kind of garbage. It's not right or or, or you know let's let's go fully extreme. Sorry, just to make that make this point really concrete. You're living in the early 1800s in the South. Yeah. Right. The, the, morally speaking, there's no moderation with slavery, right? Like it's yeah. just we need to abol- we just yeah. need to abolish this, right? So what I mean to say is like for great progress, great moral progress, for great personal growth, for fitness goals, for whatever, moderation is can be entirely useless. And actually, the sensible thing is to be a bit extreme or very progressive or very whatever to fight against whatever injustice that you see or whatever uh, uh, thing about yourself that you that that you that you don't care for and that you want to change, right? Yeah, so that that's interesting. Uh, that is a see, I, yeah, and you know maybe maybe it's not an all or nothing because you know you think about it. Yes, there's plenty of instances where moderation is a terrible strategy you know you don't want to do like if you have something you want to be great at you don't want to do a moderate amount of it you need to do as much of it as you can between now and when you die to change to to attain the heights of it right so and yet you can also see it in other things where it's like so yeah i don't think moderation is in and of itself a virtue but i think in certain contexts it comes off as a virtue because the counter example to the political side is um well, I mean, even within the political scope, you have the other example of like political extremism where you're like, they've gone too far. But then even with something like food intake, right? Like there's a mod, you know, moderating your food intake. Why? Because you want to have health. Um, but then again, and yeah, so this is this, I think the, the interesting thing about this is it almost, it almost relates in some ways to the, the concept of ideologies and any, any form of extreme thought. Any form of extreme thought will usually have great benefits and trade-offs. And I think that the, the issue is that because the benefits are so good, you can get lulled into a sense of thinking that being extreme about things is always good mm-hmm. and you go too far down the rabbit hole. So one of the examples of this that I always see is like people, and, and maybe I'm a little bit biased in this because I don't believe it fully, but I've seen people who go... I think a little too far into trying to maximize their diet. Like this is an example. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll give you an example, right? Like, when I was in Thailand, I met this one dude, um, cool guy. He was very into fitness and athletics. He was doing CrossFit, doing crazy amounts of biking and stuff. Yeah. But he was an example of someone who was taking this idea of like, do one thing, do it extremely, do it extremely over and over again to a point where it's like, I spent three months in Chiang Mai. And I was friends with the guy for the whole time. And during the three months there, he went through like four or five different fad diets, Mm. guaranteeing me that each one was going to cleanse his colon and do this and do that. (laughs) And it's like, you know, this week he's only eating papaya and nothing else because papaya is a superfruit. And then next week it's only meat because meat is this. So it's like, um, there, if, if you don't bring back some of this crazy, like, it's so good to go extreme into something, but then at the same time, it's like you always have to be aware that you don't go, they don't fall off the edge of reason. And I think that's where, I think that's where moderation can be. A vir- you know what I think, I think I would say is moderation is a virtue to the extremist and a vice to the, to the, to the stone cold person who's, like, I guess, the moderate. Yeah. yeah, the person who just, 
barely changes or barely does anything. I think I think it depends where on the spectrum of like, do you overdo shit and jump in, like dive in head first into everything? Or do you like dip a toe for three years and then decide, oh, maybe I like this, right? Yeah, and I would say all things being equal, moderation is safe. And again, that's mm-hmm. a bit of, a, it's a value neutral term because safety is not necessarily a good thing, but it's, you're well, not it's, rocking. It's better, it's better than danger in some ways, right? Or, or, or it, it, well, it's, 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 kind, it's kind of that principle of you don't necessarily have to do good, but at least don't, don't cause harm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think with moderation, that's where you're going to rock the boat, boat the least in terms of, let's say, uh, political institutions or what, whatever uh, yeah. there. And in terms of your own health, if you're not going to extreme diet and then extreme whatever, just keeping it moderate. That's, again, the safest probably thing for your health, just like a normal balance of very diet. Mm-hmm. Um, same with exercise, right? You're not revving the engine to red all the time, but you're not also just... Uh, being uh, sedentary so yeah. moderation a little bit of exercise here and there so th- th- this is a safe sustainable sort of life model mm-hmm. and you don't want this applying to all facets of your, of your life but all things being equal if these things aren't too important to you but you just want to have like a healthy safe life mm-hmm. apply moderation and then when you're where you're passionate discard moderation so yeah we've solved this it's over and the pod <laughs> is a quick one <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it's it. I, I I think it might be interesting actually to delve into specific examples with day to day life of of like uh, yeah, where we th- apply to our I, own lives. I think lives that and... the places. I think it's also good to look at some of the places where it's most difficult, right? Like where do people struggle with moderation the most? And and again, I like there's certain places where like I'm a great example of this right now. You know. Um, Recently, there's been so many social events, and mm-hmm. I have said no to absolutely zero of them. So, yeah. in the last seven days, I've been out to some kind of social function, whether it was a party, whether it was a day rave, whether it was a sporting event and drinks after, with different people for like five of seven days. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it can be difficult to say no <laughs> to a good time. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, this is, uh, I mean, Maybe we can start there. Like, yeah, like, what do you do when, when, you know, you spent the last X number of months hiding in a cave with nothing to do, and now there's too much to do in, in your body. Like, the, the, yeah. the spirit is willing, but the body is weak and fleshy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, on, on some level, um, the only thing stopping me from being, more, you know, more aggressively going out and drinking more and stuff is just because I know the toll it'll take, and I know I'll, then I'll flame out. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want this to be a sustainable summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side of this, it's like I've had huge stretches in my life. Honestly, the better part of my life has been fairly, you know, unsociable. Always comfortable to miss out, actually. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, um, people talk about feeling FOMO so strongly. Yeah. I, it's not that I didn't feel it, but I was so happy to just put it aside where I'm like, okay, but I'm, I'm cozy, I'm in bed, I'm watching this film or whatever, and I'm doing my own thing. And it was always so easy for me to crawl into my own shell. And I did it in university. and I, Like, I did it so, I've done it so much. You never felt guilty when you were like, when you didn't go out on a certain night? Like, for, not like guilty, but like, I don't know, like, if it was a Friday or Saturday night and I knew people were going out and I didn't go out, there was always, it, it was a little bit of guilt. There was a little bit of guilt and shame where I was like, oh man. 
you made the wrong choice. Not you know guilt. <laughs> G- guilt is definitely maybe, n- not something I associate with not doing something. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's not. It's not guilt. Like it's. It's more like it's guilt in the sense that like I know that I let myself let down. yourself down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe self disappointment. Maybe it's not like guilt. Guilt isn't the right term, but it almost comes in the same way. Where it's like you know you. It's like for that night when you walk by a mirror, you kind of you avert your own eyes. You don't. You don't make eye contact in the mirror. This is a sad <laughs> statement, but I think. I associated with nights out with not being happy and failure so much that it became a thing of um, I didn't let myself down because going out I would let myself down, <laughs> right? Like it's it's one of those sad kind of things where, uh, honestly, like in this past year or so, I've rewired myself quite quite a bit. Like mm-hmm. I still have to like um, as we've discussed here and there, where I'm like, okay, maybe this weekend I back off and I reset a bit. It, I'm doing it literally so I can stay sustainable and still like go have fun mm-hmm. but because the core of my being is like a very very radical introvert who can disappear off the face of the earth for months at a time and be happy in my own space to mm-hmm. some degree um, and so this past year has been rewiring about like yeah no I'm gonna go out Friday and Saturday like that's that sounds obs- like they take take that another year back and I would have been like this is obscene what are you doing like why are you Mm-hmm. <laughs> you went out one night that's enough like and uh, <laughs> let alone like, it's like the, two three whatever nights right so it's like that running medieval joke where it's like i don't need a shower i showered at christmas i'm good for the year <laughs> but but yeah it, it it really was that big a, a gulf between an earlier version of myself and like what i've tried to rewire myself to be this past year or so and so yeah now maybe i do feel a little bit bad about if if I hear you and and some other guys are are heading out and um, I don't go, then I'm like ah that's and uh, you know that that happened a few times during a- April where I wasn't like going out as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that that was that was a very concerted like aggressive rewiring act of last year where I was just like pushing myself and driving myself through, and I think that's also why at some point last year, even though we were having a lot of really fun nights some of the follow-up from that about like the people we met out or the girls we talked to and stuff or at some point I was just like yeah forget all this and I almost kind of uh, uh, just looked to you know ride it out until this year where when it came warm again mm-hmm. where I'd kind of start start again you know like with a fresh slate so uh, I'm not sure exactly where we started with this question but just I was asking I, about FOMO and how you don't feel it. I don't. I don't. I wish. I, I had yeah. That. It's. 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 Yeah. I, I. I. feel it now a bit, but it's still not that strong. And it's. If anything, it's almost still like an uh, a concerted effort where I'm where I still think of. If I'm left to not pushing myself at all, I'll crawl back into my hole and disappear, and that's so unhealthy, and it's just not a good thing. So. Um, it's 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 halfway FOMO and now and it's halfway just keep yourself sociable so you, so you don't become this like cave dwelling troglodyte mm-hmm. you know so uh, yeah we're not wired the same way at all. So one thing that actually just got me thinking of and I don't know how I got to there because there's something you said before that but this made me think of it, is like back to the concept of moderation. What are your thoughts? On whether or not people should take moderation into account when betting on themselves. Mm-hmm. So in the sense that 
you know, we, we did talk about passion. We talked about all these other things and like how they should inspire you. And I think we have different views on like, you know, how somebody should let their, the things that they find important really inspire them. But I also think there's something to be said about, um, the, cause, okay. So what I'm thinking of is I'm thinking of this idea that, you know, got popularized that burned me several times in my life. Yeah. But you have like burn the boats, pick a plan of action burn the boats, destroy everything behind you, uh-huh. and go yeah. into this. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is something that, like, as a young man, I had to learn was a bad idea under some cases because um, there have been a couple of times where I, you know, decided I'm not going to do this job anymore. I'm going to change my career entirely or I'm going to do this other thing. Yeah. I think that the best example was when I was very young, I think it was like maybe like 20 I had a very cushy job lifeguarding for the city mm-hmm. and you know I made good money at the time for people my age right because yeah. you know everyone's still in school I was still technically still in school but I said nah I'm gonna screw this job I'm going into sales and I started at the bottom doing door-to-door sales and literally within like like three months I was like crawling back to my lifeguarding job <laughs> like <laughs> defeated and destroyed and like oh god I don't want to do door-to-door sales but before leaving, I made a big thing about how, oh, I'm leaving, I'm never coming back, I'm going to do this other yeah, thing, yeah, lifeguarding, yeah. I'm so done with it. You know, and and in a way, even though, like, it sounds very ego-driven, like, oh, I was talking shit to be better than these people, I wasn't trying to bring it from there, I was actually trying to bring it from the perspective, of, like, I'm burning the boats, I'm letting everybody know, I don't want to do this job anymore, I, I feel like I can do a bigger job, something that's going to yeah. make me more money, and I can take more control, and da-da-da-da, right? And... And it's been multiple times in my life where I kind of do that. And then, you know, the thing that I burnt the boats for didn't work. And then I got to come back and be like, all right, uh, <laughs> now what? So what, I mean, what's your take on betting on yourself? Because it's funny, even though I've been burned so many times, I still feel like people should bet on themselves. I still think it's dangerous not to bet on yourself. I think it's too dangerous to be too, to take up too much moderation in life when it comes to like thinking about how you perceive yourself in in relation to achieving your dreams and things that you want to do yeah betting on yourself doesn't have to be an extreme thing right like okay let's say um just let's let's take you know your the position that you were in you didn't actually have to burn the boat you (laughs) or boats um you you just had to ease yourself into sales and perhaps you had to decide that maybe going just to door-to-door sales wasn't the right way to go. You, so you need to do research further in terms of sales jobs. Maybe you had to do a some summer course that would like get you a foot up over your competition so that you could at least go into a form of sales that you found more palatable and go from there. It, it's, it's just the all or nothing approach is just silly and um, it's going to backfire in most cases. So it's just, it's again, I, I never tell the individual not to, because mm-hmm. you know, it's, at some point you need to just know yourself and trust yourself and go for certain things. Sure. Yeah. But, and you never know when magic is actually going to strike. Yeah. So magic does strike. It's just one in a hundred or whatever mm-hmm. the, the number might be in your given field. But what I'm saying is as a, as a general rule, I think it's a horrific thing to tell people. I mm-hmm. think you have to put a bunch of qualifications, right? The guardrails. So mm-hmm. it's it's also like, um, 
how, how does this unfold, right? Like, are, 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 uh, let, let, so let's just take me and, and writing. Do I need to drop everything and make writing like my number one focus? Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point, yes. But at the moment, no. You, you can write on the side. You can write in the weekends. You can, oh, I can't write a novel, so I'll write short stories and try to get mm-hmm. those published because those are quick. Like, right, there's so many ways to go about it. And then, um, you know, I might want to do some kind of creative writing course on the side or on certain weekdays or whatever, right? So you can keep mm-hmm. incorporating, incorporating in, into your life. And burning the boats can also just be an excuse to be lazy, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like, I'm not doing the work that I was doing and I'm going to do the work I want to do on my terms. Well, then that's just, you, you, you know, that... It, that's almost like infantile. It's, it's, it's like a form of regression, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's like, do I really not have time for writing in my life? Or is it that I want to watch a f- movie or that I want to go out or mm-hmm. I want to have a drink? Then, okay, then maybe writing's not as important to me as I think it is, mm-hmm. right? So you have to be honest with yourself and see see if th- this, this thing that you're burning your previous life down for is something you're actually passionate about or if it's just a easy get out of jail free kind of thing of like, oh, I'm just doing this. So, I mean, I'm sure there are certain instances that we, we can come up with where it's like, oh, it's just option A or B and option mm-hmm. B is burning everything that's in option yeah. A. That's very rare. Otherwise, it's not even moderation. It's just like have guardrails, mm-hmm. right? So, um Still pursue your dream. Just don't pursue it at the expense of everything. That mm-hmm. that don't be an extremist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, that I don't know. Is for, for you is is that like something that you find you find yourself contending with now as an adult? Uh, not now. I think now my my basic uh, my basic take on it now is that no, the better the better plan is definitely to relax and and yeah, set up guard, but. You know, it, it is some it is it is something that I always struggle with on like thinking about is like, you know, how many people got really, really good at something without being a little bit crazy about it? But then it's still it's like even then I I, I do also think of the fact that like you have twenty four hours in a day. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can still you can be obsessed with something, dedicate many hours to it, and still have time for other stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's a lot of people who, you know, yes, they're athletes and they're obsessed with their craft, but they also have families and they do other things. It's like, how do you have time to be an athlete and have a family, right? It's like, yeah. it's cause you have time to do a lot of stuff. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of time in life, I think, even though we're, we pretend like there isn't. Also, I, I would, I would say there's also moderation as a mean, right? So it's not about moderation, um, day to day in some facet of your life, but moderation over the course of a year. So what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, um, let's just go back to writing because it's easy for me to talk about. Um, so I work freelance, so I can technically take time off. So maybe what I, I could do is take two, three months and write a novel within that period of time when I just focus on writing, mm-hmm. right? So that's extreme because I have left my job and it's all writing. Mm-hmm. However, then after those three months, I go back to my work and I back off the writing quite considerably, right? And taking the year up and then let's say you just continue some the, this kind of phasic way of life of every three months like shifting phase in terms of whatever i'm focusing on mm-hmm. at the end of the year you can say uh 
put together in that three month period, I did enough writing that it was good for a year. And I made up uh, time and work for the other nine months where it's enough for a year. Like whatever my goals were for the end of the year, they didn't have to be like doing four things at the same time. Instead, I did four things separately, but over the whole course of the year, it was moderate because my results were moderate in all those four realms, mm -hmm. right? So you also have to figure out what works for you. Some people have trouble juggling several things every single day or every single week. I know I can struggle with that. So sometimes I'm just like, okay, forget about everything else. I'm just going to focus on one thing. So this can also, right, the example I just gave now was over the period of, of months. It can also be broken into days where I'm going to work, you know, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but then Thursday, Friday, Saturday are my writing days. And then Sunday, whatever, is, is my other day where I, do, mm -hmm. where I just relax. So whatever it might be, you can keep playing around with your time in a way that suits you like and, and that's that's why I you know maybe, maybe my answer is almost a little bit like not dismissive but it kind of shrugging it off almost when you when you ask me about like burning the boats because I'm like there's so many different variables that you can like tweak one way and turn the dial up on, on one end and front load something and back load another thing and mm -hmm make it work for you and and and, and certainly um a lot of this changes desperate uh, depending on the level of desperation in your financial situation i completely get that but if you do have a bit of flexibility in your life then mm -hmm. it's it, then it's just you have to look in the mirror and and be honest with yourself like are you actually putting in the work uh are you misunderstanding how you work mm -hmm. and, and all those sort of other uh other things no that that that's um it's actually kind of funny because part of the idea behind burning the boats is to create that desperation. And, uh, and actually, you know what? It, so I think that outlines one place where I would say that moderation is a virtue. Or maybe not a virtue. I mean, I guess it's not, the, it's not the opposite of being desperate for things. But if you can put yourself in a position where you are not, I mean, yeah, just not desperate. Where you don't need something to happen right away. Um, I guess, sorry, I guess this, this has become a different conversation, but it's the whole concept of like, is it better to quote unquote burn the boats and be in a position where it's like you're, because where that term comes from was they say that I think it was the, the Spartans or the Trojans or something when they, or the Spartans when they went to take Troy, burnt down the boats and then it's like, we're already dead. Tomorrow mm -hmm. we take the city to get our lives back. Is in like, right. there's no, there's yeah, no getting yeah. out. There's no plan B. There's no, nothing. your back's against the wall. And, you know, there, there was, I mean, the whole hustle culture came whole, like came from this idea of like, yeah, you need to put your back against the wall and then you need to go and, and fight like hell to, to not get out of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the opposite of that would be like you said, to take a more moderate approach where it's like, nope, there's never a wall against, against your back. You're never really and truly in grave, grave danger because there's always safety nets. But you can continue to move in the direction. So you never reach that place. And I mean, I know for some people it's not, it's not an option. And, you know, sometimes it's not an option for anybody. But you never reach that point of financial uh, um, desperation. You don't reach the point of desperation for this. Mm -hmm. um, but then, but even then, there's so the, the, the conversation from there deviates a little bit in the sense that... And actually, I think now, now that I'm saying it, I think it's a stupid argument. But this argument of like, well... 
you know, for example, for your passion, if you lit, if you never put, if you never light a fire under your ass, then you'll never get to where you want to go because you never put in the effort. But I think that actually, I, this is just like, for me, it's just becoming a, a kind of a breakdown of like how stupid I think that whole concept is when put to the light now, because as a young man, I was very, very affected by that stuff. You know, I watched all the YouTube videos. I yeah, read the books. Yeah. Like, you gotta, you gotta want it. You gotta want it more than breathing. Yeah. It's like, and 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 you know, at the time, it was it was this very like desire driven culture. Like, you know, people would wear how much they wanted to get rich as like a badge of honor, and it's like, eh. Well, okay, so um, getting rich is not. Just as an example, just yeah, an example it, 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 of, it, it, of one thing that you would you would burn the boats for. You would burn. You would say, "I'm done with my nine to five. I'm done with this place where my income is as a ceiling level, where I have to talk to somebody about getting raised, and I'm going to go off on my own. I'm going to make my own money and, and and live in a world where I have unlimited earning potential and just go for it." Right. Well, no, I I just mean getting rich might be a byproduct, and you you know. You, or you might want wealth to come with what you're doing, but if just get rich is the is the end goal, that's mm-hmm. not a goal. Like that's not like that's not that's well, not anything. Of course, it's a goal. That's a great goal. I just want to be rich. <laughs> yeah, it, it just it means nothing, right? So, where, okay, well, well, if you change, like I want to have ten million dollars. No, but I I I, I, I uh, that doesn't change my thinking here in terms of. So just just to sidestep slightly. Um, I don't think like you have to have to put yourself in a position of potential material deprivation in order to get desperate. I think if you actually care to do something, that psychological desperation is already put in place. You don't have to put your back against the wall in a in a in terms of your well being, mm-hmm. right? In terms of like your your finances or whatever. It it needs to be I so badly want to let's say be be a, a footballer that that i'll do anything to be there it, it, it shouldn't be like but i'm also gonna club my family to death and run away to uh, yeah. to south america yeah. right You're, so you don't you don't no. need to like end everything you can if, if you really are passionate about something that that should be its own desperation yes and that's why i'm saying the whole getting rich or 10 million doesn't mean anything because it's not actually a goal like obviously i might say like I want to become a published author and get rich mm-hmm. or I might want to become a football star and get rich, but it's through football, it's through writing. Getting rich is a great byproduct that I'm that I want as well, but it's not the same thing at all. I would also be a writer and not that rich. Right? So, so yeah. it's one of those things. Just to be I, I think see, I don't fully agree with you that money can't be a goal in and of itself, but I think you hit the nail on the head. With the, with what was so wrong about hustle culture, I don't know why the hell this got about this, but I think it's an interesting topic. Yeah, is this whole idea of like you have to burn the boats, you have to do this. It's like I think it's a chicken and egg concept where they're putting the egg before the chicken, mm-hmm. or they're putting they're 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 going yeah they're they're going to the chicken first before they have the egg. I think like that example that you gave of like you know, let's say you really want to become a footballer, or you know you want to become a published author, or whatever then naturally in your progression of cultivating that desire, you will make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Not because you're like, this book told me that I have to burn the boats and, and live a life of, you know, it's like, it's like I think of that thing where it's like, you know, I, I, there's one point where I wanted to start a business when I was a young, when I was a young guy and, and, you know, I think at the time, I think SEO was the new thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of spending more and more time reading about SEO, 
I planned it out so that I would have like a 13 hour day to do nothing at all at home and then I would do SEO. And it's like, yeah. I would, you, you know, you plan the deprivation before you even built up the, the passion. And it's like, what I do during those 13 hours? Nothing. I probably started the wall for four, mm. read a little bit about SEO, took a nap, ate some food, went for a walk, probably played some video games and just nothing. And it's like, and it's, I think that the, the, mis, the, the misunderstanding is that what has to come first is the passion for it and that's what's going to drive you to actually is that's what's going to drive you to actually make the sacrifices then yes you will become one of those crazy people who is like you know a, you know I, I i didn't i didn't buy food like yeah, this is an extreme example you don't have to go this extreme but like yeah. when you look at the most extreme examples of like i didn't buy like for example like i didn't buy food so that i could have more money for like uh or i bought like, i've been eating like canned tuna for a month so that I can have more money, save up more money to, you know, get premium coaching from someone who I think is great at whatever I want to do or mm -hmm. to get into this course or to get an opportunity, you know, to, to buy an opportunity into this space or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't start thinking, okay, so how can I, how can I deprive myself of good food? They were like, I need this thing so much. What can I, what, what corners can I cut in my life while pursuing this goal? Yeah. So, so, so basically those books try to reverse engineer the process, but exactly. you can't. You yeah. have to go yeah. forward, exactly. not backwards. Um, which, yeah. Um, which took many, many years of my life, and I'm just now realizing how dumb I was. I hate this podcast. Yeah, let's just, let's depressed. wrap this up. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> our, our, our takeaway is uh, just... Uh, don't be an idiot like Get I a was. time machine and redo your 20s because they'll inevitably oh, be man. filled with regret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only, and I'm, I'm, I'm like 10% joking and 90% like that's, that's, that's my 20s, so. <laughs> you know, well, okay, so this is on a total tangent, but I, I, I literally, so a couple days ago, I added someone on Instagram and her, uh, her Instagram, you know, like you have like a little profile thing. Yeah. And I just said, relax, take your time. Mm -hmm. And as I read that, I knew exactly what song it was from. She's from about my generation. And it like took me right back into my early 20s of like, you know, being like that young kid first going to clubs and like how overwhelming it was. Yeah. And it's uh, for the record, the song is um, it's Infinity by the Guru Josh Project. Okay. Take your time. Trust in me and you will find infinite. It's, it's mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. a amazing amazing song it was one it was in every nightclub it didn't matter whether you were going to a techno club a top 40 club every it was everywhere at the mm -hmm. time great song too and it was really funny because when when i saw that for some reason the fact that it was it, it in a lot of ways it's very obscure if mm -hmm. you if you if that song didn't actually like get stuck in your head you wouldn't catch that you'd just be like oh relax take your time okay yeah you know maybe you think it's a sexual thing maybe she's like oh she wants to let you know that if you're going to have sex with her, it'd be very slow. Like, or I don't know. It could be a million things, right? It could be like a feel-good thing, like live, laugh, love, relax, take your time. But yeah. I know what it is. And, and so it got me really thinking about my 20s and partying. And for like a split second, I felt that same regret that you were talking about where I'm like, oh, I regret wasting my 20s. But then immediately after that, I remembered how insecure I was, how stupid I was, how like paranoid I was how much of a dick I was, how, like, how pathetic I was in so many ways. I'm just like, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, I could, you, I could say that I regret my 20s, but the person that I was in my 20s 
had to grow the fuck up. So it's like, I, I don't think I, even if like, even if I had the chance to sit down and coach my 20 year old self, I think I just throw my hands up. Be like, you're, you're going to be fine in 10 years. Fuck off. Go, go figure it out. Well, so the, I mean, that, 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 that's actually the thing, right? Like every previous decade, you want to take your current mind and, and, and jump in yes. because, Oh my God. Cause yeah. Then, I, then, okay. Then I can do with, with, things. with our current minds, the way we could just own the twenties. And this is not even about like the studying aspect or whatever. Mm. I would still, I would still hate it now too. Right. Like if you go, going to university or, or whatever, if anything, I'd be very beaten down by going back to university. But, um, all this sort of life maneuvering and deciding what I want to do and, uh, socializing and stuff would be so much better, oh, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, that's. And, but but like I think what I, I, look as opposed to saying like I wish I could go back to my teen years because there's plenty of regrets there too, right? I was an even bigger asshole. I was even <laughs> I was even you know all, all the things, right? Mm-hmm. But there, there's also an element of like yeah, but I was a teen and mm-hmm. but. There's a part of me of like, maybe not like right the start of my 20s, but somewhere along my 20s, it's conceivable. Like, I don't think I was like much stupider or something. I just think I hadn't quite figured things out. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a very different thing to look back at, at my 20s versus my teens. Well, yeah. In my teens, like I was actually not psychologically fully well, right? Like the hormones and the whatever, we just wasn't also- good. During your teens, you don't have the same level of freedom, right? You're usually during your teens, you're not making fully adult choices because it's like, you know, you you your your parents, you have to you know be wherever your parents are and things like that, right? Yeah. Though there's an element of freedom there too, of just like life is completely in cruise control. It's everything is taken care of, and I can just have fun if I want. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, yeah, the teen regret is is a whole other thing, but twenties regret feels much more of like, yeah, I could have figured things out gotten to work, gotten to like my passions much earlier. Like my, my whole time scale of my life could have been moved up like five years in terms of getting the work I want to do, getting the writing, writing things actually properly sorted as opposed to just like I keep dabbling and I'm keep, I keep being frustrated and I don't really know. Like mm-hmm. it all could have been moved up way, way further. Fr- uh, could have, I could have front loaded my 20s with this stuff that I start to do like maybe mid, mid to late 20s is what I'm saying. And um it wouldn't have been crazy to do at that age. Lots of people figure mm-hmm. that stuff out around that age. So I think that's where I'm a bit more um, bothered by my 20s. Have you, ever, have you ever done those daydreams where you just imagine like going back to a certain point in your 20s and like think of all the things you do differently? Uh, I don't know about daydreams, but I I do have, I don't dream or I don't remember my dreams that the, that often, but like they're I have like stretches of my of my life where then I'm dreaming every night for like a, a while, mm-hmm. and I inevitably end up dreaming like in some I'm this in this weird reality where I'm with high school friends and university friends and middle school friends like it's all like a haze of different people and I'm I'm in some kind of weird high school slash university slash whatever setting where they're all kind of there and. They never really feel good. They always feel a little bit off, a little bit weird. I wake up and I feel like... The oh. demons. Sleep demons. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing. I, I don't have happy dreams ever. It's all like... It's all kind of murky and like... Occasionally like they're gratifying and like... Oh, maybe like I have a dream where some 
attractive ladies giving me attention or something. So it's mm. gratifying on like just a, the most like surface level. But beyond that, like most of my dreams, I wake up and I'm like, ugh. That, that's actually how I feel like I, I, like a slight deflation, not strong, like not like miserable, but just slight defla- deflation. And then Damn. I'm like, yeah, that's, and, 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 and it's like, this has been true for, for the longest time. Um, back, back when I, um, when I had a pretty good relationship with my parents, but it, but it was still kind of in the recent ish past where things had been a bit worse for years and years. Like my recurring dream would be very vari- variations of me just seeing red in my dream and just screaming at my parents so i i had so many like messed up recurring ish dreams like obviously not perfectly recurring but just same theme being played out of like i'm yelling at my dad i'm yelling at my mom oh i'm back in high school and university and i'm feeling all sorts of weird nostalgia but regret but whatever else mixed Mm -hmm. emotions and then i wake up and i'm it just feels a bit hollow uh so this is no longer a podcast about moderation because, like I said, we solved that in about five minutes. Listen, we're... This is just a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> for your early 20s about, like, burning your boats and me for just generally <laughs> being, on the, being on the line of depression. Of, regret. <laughs> uh, but, uh... <laughs> so, the, the reason why I asked you that daydream idea is because I have had multiple times where I just kind of, like... It starts off as, like, an intellectual exercise. Like, okay, realistically speaking... Let's say you got put back into your body at like the earliest point when you could have maybe been kind of like, kind of um, smart, right? So Mm -hmm. I always think, okay, I think of grade eight, you're 13, you're 14, you're like just about to become an adult. Yeah. And it's like, and it's so funny because my first thoughts are immediately like, okay, I have to secure my financial future and I have insider trading knowledge. I know all the things (laughs) to get, but you're 14 years old. I think I, I don't even think I had a bank account at that point. Yeah, and my like parents were hella controlling. They yeah. would not have, they would not have, like, especially back then, we did not have the relationship that we have now. So it's like, it's so interesting to me where it's like, I'm already thinking of like, how would I make money? How would I like, and, and then you also think of the fact if you're in high school at the time, you have to hide the fact that now everything in high school is easy as dirt for you because, you know, you're, you, you have an adult brain. So there's just just as a as a as a as a yeah, intellectual yeah, exercise, it's saying. actually a lot of fun to go through. It's, it's also of... it's one of those things where I think, okay, I'm smarter than everybody around me now, and yeah, and I can also navigate my parents way easier easier than I could at that, at that age. However, yeah. I can't r- fully do that because um, if I talk to my parents the way I do now. Not because I'm rude to them now, but just because I have a certain level of authority with them because they yeah. trust me. I didn't have it at that time. So to try to talk to them the way I do now, and especially with the way they've grown also over the years. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It, it won't work the same way. They could, was... call, they could call me rude or condescending or something, yeah. but I'm not be, trying to be so. And same thing with my friends. I could like just talk to them and kind of like... I, I could almost like to them come off dull, right? Because... Mm. At, at that age, you're very, very stupid and your interests are very limited. Mm-hmm. And so if I try to talk to them about legit world yeah, events, they'll, they'll just kind of they'll be like, okay, okay, like this is this guy's not interesting anymore. And especially in, in terms of like the shit slinging and the disrespect that goes back and forth and all the, all that name calling and all that stuff. 
We'd um, be on a whole nother level. I would make all my friends cry. I would have to. I'd have to <laughs> then like. En- I'd have to enter a much more dark place because at that age, you're not thinking in terms of like you're not actually an evil person. Mm-hmm. You're just doing evil things because you're so stupid and you're just trying to be king of the jungle, right? Yeah. But as an with an adult brain, I would know. You know, if I need, to, if I want to be king of the jungle here. Um, gotta beat your chest. This is, I'm gonna have to do like really terrible things that I'm like, now I know that they're terrible, right? Like at, at that age, like I, may, maybe I mess around with somebody, but I think, oh, it's kind of playful and it's fun and everybody's doing it. And, like, you know, it's, it's like you can behave very, very poorly to other people, but it's, it just, it's kind of part of the process. And, mm-hmm. so, and again, this doesn't justify it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's kind of what it was. But with an adult brain, I'd be like, oh, I'm a psychopath because I know what I'm doing is really, really wrong. So it, in that sense, it would be really bad. Like I'd, uh... I think there's a conversation. Cause I mean, I, I feel like me and my friends, we used to make fun of each other and say all sorts of terrible stuff to each other. But it was always in the, in, in the service of, of, uh, of entertainment, you know? No, but I, I feel like I always had like that moment of, oh, this one friend's had too much and he's like, blows up or so. like yeah, that, that happened you, yeah. all the time but when that, you realize like that's part of male bonding no because some people <laughs> like again f- i agree for myself like I, I that stuff didn't linger with me but that's because i often got to be one of the bigger apes in the jungle right <laughs> if 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 you're not one of the bigger apes and you're just like a chimp who's being thrown around then that it stuff seems, you know yeah, you don't you don't know whether that stays with that that, that person so you're yeah. gonna just be thinking about that way more of like Oh, is this fun or is this kind of catastrophic to their to their uh, well being and their their, their long term mental health? Yeah. See, I always think about it. For me, it was always like I didn't like to hang around with people who could who I would just like make fun of and they wouldn't do it back. Yeah. Like I, I I've had like again, it's like, I think it's a very male bonding thing. It's like most of my male friendships are very much egalitarian. If I meet somebody and I'm friends with them and they're not the kind of person to throw jabs at each other, Mm -hmm. I won't throw jabs. That's it. That's fine. But then, you know, if I meet somebody and I'm friends with them, they like to throw jabs. Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to throw a jab back and it'll be fun. And then it's like, whatever. But you're right. For some people, that doesn't... doesn't Yeah, because often what happens... Because again, these the other kids are stupid, right? So they might be like a, a tweener, right? Who comes in and... He can't really take jabs, but he'll take a couple at you, and then you just crush the life out of them, right? Because it's like, oh, so you want to play this game? Let's play it. And yeah. they actually can't. And so that that happened all the but time. That's how you build character. Like I've had that moment where I talk shit to somebody, and then I'm like, oh, I should not have talked shit to this person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to eat so much shit. <laughs> but yeah, a, a lot a lot of this just comes down to a roll of the dice, right? That's mm-hmm. I mean, this is why parenting is scary because you might try to do all the right things for your kid but you've just messed them up right whichever direction you go whether it's like oh we're going to be slightly more disip- uh, more strict and and try to discipline them and then they feel chains on them their their whole life and they can't quite get past that or you try to be more like a laissez-faire parent and then they have no guidance and they get what like there's so many and again the way I'm talking right now is applying no moderation. I think but... the trick is you fluctuate between the extremes at random times. Yeah. Like pick something Just to be follow. A force of chaos. But like seriously, life. like 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 pick something to follow, and then like you know, 
Like maybe it's like Mercury in retrograde. The minute Mercury yeah. goes in retrograde, or something, some, some, something that they'll never be able to predict because it's random enough and yeah. they're stupid enough as kids to not realize it. And then just like on that day, flip entirely. You guys are chilling. You guys are chilling. And then one day it's like we have to wake up at six a.m. every day and do like roll call and do strict military stuff. And then two weeks later, you're buying them candy and, <laughs> you know, just like really mix it up. Give them the full range of parental experiences. I think that would be beneficial. That is true moderation. There think, you go. I, I think yeah. this is a note we end on. Moderation yes. is doing everything at random. Uh, oh, the, the, the movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. Go watch it. It's fun. But... That 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 is moderation. Just throw the everything core, at the wall. Exactly. And... The core of moderation is everything in moderation. Therefore, it must be very chaotic and ha include everything in it. There we go. And that <laughs> that means a little bit of meth too. Listen, if it... <laughs> <laughs> this pod has become a troll pod, <laughs> let's go get a drink. This and is... on the topic of meth, uh, let's. The difficulty with meth is not doing enough of it. <laughs> Um, all right, do you want to wrap? <laughs> yeah, like th there's no takeaways. I think we basically like address like the more like uh, our rational conclusion came fairly early, and then we riffed a bit, which I think yeah. made this podcast fun. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, rewind it to the first like the tenth minute if you want. The, if you want takeaways, takeaways, listen to the first five minutes. But uh, after that, it's pure bullshit. <laughs> but but you know what? Maybe don't do meth. It's just I don't that want to concede. I don't want to concede, but that's that. That'll no, be my final thing. I think Maybe definitely do never that. touch that one. There's there are other drugs that will get you high for about the same cost or less, and that won't fuck your life up. Yeah, I think a hundred. Actually, and that's a funny one. So we didn't actually touch on this, but moderation in drugs is probably just like part of it is yes, don't do tons of drugs. But another one of it might be you know pick and choose what drugs you do. Hallucinogenics. You know, there's a chance they'll make you go crazy and you'll never see the world the same. Fair. That's the downside. The upside, they're usually, they're like completely non-addictive and, you know, they're generally safer on your body than the other ones. You, yeah, you most... can't OD on LSD as far as I know. Not chemically. You might leave this dimension some spiritually. Of, I think some but... of them can be like neurotoxic, but even then, if you take in moderation as a one-off, you're probably safe. I'm, st I'm and, still, yeah. And, and, and again, like the part, part of the moderation there would also... Pick your environment the right way. Pick your company mm -hmm. the right way. Make sure that you're getting a clean batch of stuff. That you're not mm -hmm. just like, you know what's clearly not moderate. And again, like I'm not saying either one of us is above this. I'm just saying what's not moderate is you're on a night out. A stranger offers you drugs you don't know about. Like whether it's like <laughs> uh, whether it's healthy. Whether like it's 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 come out of a horse's butt and it's like mm -hmm. laced with tranquilizer and all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, yeah. Uh, let's mix this with alcohol and see what happens. Yeah, no, definitely. But, so. but uh, yes, just be sensible and uh, <laughs> and that's it. Like, I, I, any anything else to add? No, I'm good. This is right, a good let's one. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of Life's Difficult. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a positive rating, review, comment, subscribe, all that kind of other good stuff. Share it with other people. Take care, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Life's Difficult.